It's a common misconception to think that having a six pack, making sure that your abs can show, that is the definition of a functional and strong core. That is absolutely not true. And I've seen many people through the years that you can have a six pack and have a very dysfunctional core. And you can also have a very strong core and not have a six pack. And a lot of it is just because the aesthetic portion of having your abs showing, that's more a product of your body fat percentage, more so than actual core function and strength. So having a functional core, that's extremely important, not only for sports and activities, but just to do workouts, just to be able to actually stabilize that core region and actually generate some force and power through your extremities. When you start to learn some of those tools and those fundamentals, your core strength and your overall body function and performance will start to improve and increase drastically. Listen into the rest of this episode. I'm gonna dive in into some of the concepts that I like to apply when I talk about core strength and stability training that really gets you to try to be as functional as possible and elevate your performance. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back everyone to the HNL Movement Podcast. For all of my new listeners out there, you're in the right place to hear about all of these topics, strategies, and tips to optimize your performance. For all of my returning listeners, thank you again for tuning in for another episode. And for everyone out there, check back all of the previous episodes. You can listen to a library of episodes on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Also, be sure to check out a lot more free content on my YouTube channel. There's a lot of video highlight clips of the guest interviews that you've been listening to on this podcast. And also, you can find a lot of other free content across my social media channels and on my website as well. Everything across the board, you can find me at HNL Movement and my website website is hnlmovement.com. If you're liking some of this content, be sure to leave a helpful review, rate the podcast, also share any of the helpful content with family, friends, coaches, colleagues, teammates, anybody that's looking to optimize their performance and will find some value and benefit from this content. If it's helping you in any way, I would love to hear the benefit that you're getting from some of the content. Be sure to share it, tag me on social media. And also if you have any questions or feedback, reach out, message me. I would love to hear any of the feedback or thoughts out there. And also answer any questions that you might have out there. With all of that, let's jump into today's episode. And I am revisiting core training and having a functional and strong core. This is building off of a previous episode that I did a while ago, episode number 110. And there I discussed the function of your core and how it's really integrated with your entire body, but especially upper extremity and lower extremity exercises and movements. So as a quick refresher, as most of you know, the core is really a central connecting link that helps you to transfer force between your limbs, especially transferring force from your lower extremity and from the ground up through the core and transferring all that force and energy and power to your upper extremity so that you can actually create functional movements, sports specific movements, and be able to do this without leaking out so much energy and power. That would be more of a product if your core was not strong, not functional, all of that power and energy would just get dissipated because you're not able to effectively transfer it from your lower extremity into your upper extremity to do some type of activity or movement. 
So really, I'm going to keep it pretty basic today and practical. Hopefully, you can take some of these concepts and see how you can incorporate it into your workouts, but also into your core exercises, maybe tweaking things here and there. And I just want to talk about some of the basics of core stability training, training your core to be very functional so that you can keep a rigid spine when you actually need to keep a rigid spine with all of your activities and movements. So the first thing is that you need to understand that your core function, and again, I'm skipping kind of that elementary steps, but your core function, you need to be able to effectively stabilize your spine, specifically that lumbar spine region, that lower back region, and also your pelvis. You need to make sure that this lumbopelvic hip complex, you're able to stabilize when you need to stabilize so that you can use all of the other muscles that's relying on this core stability. You can use your upper extremity, you can use your lats, you can use your mid-back, you can use your hips, your glutes, you can use your legs. All of that is going to rely on having a really stable and strong base in your core so that these bigger muscles can start to pull on these different regions and actually generate some force. And what we need to understand is that you need to be able to stabilize this lumbopelvic hip complex in various positions. And what I mean by various positions is that there's basically three positions that I'm trying to work up towards. And of course, there's a spectrum or a continuum of how to make sure that you incorporate these different positions and how to progress and regress exercises. But just keeping it very simple, I need to be able to stabilize my spine and my hips in a suspended position. So anytime that you're prone facing, facing the ground, or supine facing, facing up towards the ceiling or the sky. And I also need to be able to stabilize on my side in a suspended position, things like side planks, where one side is facing towards the ground. And of course, working it in balance to make sure that the other side is getting work too when that side is facing the ground. So that's the first position that I'm thinking about, is when typically your spine is suspended, meaning that you are working when your spine is in a horizontal position. The next position is when your spine is stacked. And now this adds the dimension of being able to stabilize all of those postural muscles to keep you upright and still being able to adequately stabilize your core and your hip. And some of the variations that I like to do with a stacked spine are playing around with which hip is working in conjunction with your core. So I like to start with half kneeling positions where one knee is on the ground and the other leg or foot is out in front of you, kind of like you're doing a kneeling lunge. And this allows me to target one hip at a time in conjunction with stabilizing your spine and your core in that stock position. And then from there, you can progress into tall kneeling where both knees are on the ground. Now you have to work on both sides, your hips and your core having to work together as a system and being able to stabilize your spine. And there's various exercises that you can incorporate out of this position of tall kneeling. So that's the second position that I like to emphasize is with a stacked spine. Now, the third position is getting into a full supported position. And what I mean by this is your spine is still stacked, but now you are standing. So now you have to integrate all of that lower extremity, that strong base to make sure that you have a good base to be able to stay stable from your feet up into your hips. And then from there, being able to adequately and functionally stabilize the spine region, the core region, and the hip region. So from there, you can do a lot of the same exercises, but you're just in a standing position. And I think once you learn how to do these things, 
a lot of different exercises or how to stabilize in different exercises becomes a lot easier because now you have the foundation and the tools to have that awareness to stabilize your spine and also have the strength, the stability, the endurance to actually stabilize your spine in an effective way so that you can do a lot of other exercises. Now I realize I'm talking a lot about core stability and I do emphasize that a lot. I personally think that there's not enough emphasis placed on core stability exercises. We're always moving with sport. You're always doing rotational stuff. You're always doing flexion extension. You're always doing lateral types of movements when you're doing some type of activity or sports. You are also getting stronger when you do those exercises. And not saying that you shouldn't do any type of core movement exercises. I just think that we don't place enough emphasis on core stability exercises, anti-rotation exercises, the things that really require you to keep a stiff and stable spine. And that will allow you to be able to better transmit some of the forces through a rigid spine. Also building off of that, some of the common misconceptions I think about core training, I touched on this really briefly in that older episode that I did on core function, episode 110. But one of the misconceptions that I see is that we mistakenly think that when we feel more burn with core exercises, specifically a lot of core exercises that requires a lot of hip flexor activation or hip flexor work, naturally that's going to require your core to work harder to stabilize your spine so that your hip flexors can actually generate force because your hip flexors are attached to your lumbar spine and that's the stable base that it needs in order for you to act on your hip. The reason why I say this is because just because a core exercise creates a lot of burn or you feel it a lot in your core, hip flexors, maybe rectus femoris, your thighs, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's adequately training core stability. And I see this over and over. A lot of hip flexor core exercises should probably be more accurately categorized as hip flexor exercises, but those are being misused to try to train your core and core stability. So for example, anything that involves you to flex your hip, six inches, scissor kicks, V-ups, anything that creates hip flexor tension, that's good. I'm not saying it doesn't have a purpose, but it may not be the best for everybody when it comes to teaching the core how to be functional, stable, rigid, and adequately being able to stabilize that lumbopelvic hip region. I won't go too in depth into this, but another issue that I have with a lot of the hip flexor core exercises is that it doesn't really teach you how to stabilize your core when you're in a neutral lumbar spine, neutral lower back posture with your hips extended. Because a lot of times you're either training too much in that hip flexion region because you're getting that hip flexor work and that core burn, and you're not adequately being able to stabilize when you're in a fully hip extended position. So that's just one of the insights that I have, but just don't get mixed up with true core training and hip flexor training that masks itself as giving your core a lot of work and working your core in a functional way. So what kinds of things do I like to do? And 
all of the athletes who train with me, they probably get tired of doing all of these variations. But again, it's just real simple, simple things. I really like planks and bridges, but there's ways that you can do planks and bridges in a non-efficient and effective way that doesn't give you that much benefit with core stability. But if you're really detailed with making sure that your posture is good, making sure that you're using the right muscles to stabilize your core complex, those are all gonna be super beneficial to get more out of things like planks and bridges. In that suspended position, even bird dogs, and all of these things, you can adjust different types of variations to get a little different feel, but basically planks and bridges more sagittally focused. Of course, you can do side planks to get the lateral line involved. Bird dogs, more that anti-rotational focus in a suspended spine position. And from here, you can progress into stacked spine positions. So I like to use a lot of just lifts and chop variations to get that anti-rotation again. You can do pull-off press, anti-rotation in a stacked spine position as well. And there's other ways that you can incorporate a stack spine position into things like shoulder presses to other types of exercises so that you get that core stability again and really emphasize being rigid in your lumbar spine. And then from there, you can of course progress this into full supported standing positions. And you can incorporate this with functional exercises. And again, it's making sure that the core is integrated into full body exercise movements. And being able to make sure that that core is not the weakest link, you can actually support the core so that you can generate some force, some movement, some power through your limbs, your upper extremity, and your lower extremity. And I think the key concept here is when you have some of the fundamental basics, you know how to access core stability, use the right muscles to stabilize your core. Core stability is involved in every single type of functional movement through daily tasks, through workouts and exercise, through sports specific skills and tasks as well. And the best way that I can explain this is for anybody who's had abdominal surgery, anyone who had something that caused pain into your core region, you realize then how active your core is, even with simple things like walking or bending down to pick up something or doing a simple exercise that you don't really realize how much core stability or involvement there is. And again, that's because sometimes we take it for granted, right? Our core function. We assume that our core is strong and it's doing what it should to protect our lower back. But again, we still have to train core stability. It's something that should be heavily emphasized in all training programs and should be applicable to what you're doing in your sport. You can add some variety in there that translates over to the types of core stability requirements that you need in order to carry out some of your sport specific skills or movements. So that's the basics of what I like to try to do with core exercises. Don't get me wrong, I do include movement and things like that in it, but I try to think of your overall volume, what you're doing with sports, practices, games, what types of movements are you doing? And I try to balance that out with what you're not doing in your activities and sports that will have a big carryover and translation into what you need to do in your sport. So meaning like if you need core stability in this way, but you're not necessarily getting that specific variation, I'll work on that in the workouts so that it will help you to do whatever you need to do in your sport and activity. So think about all of that, really try to get back to basics, emphasize how to train core stability in these different positions, what types of variations you can include, and making sure that you're really detailed oriented with your posture 
and what muscles you're working and not just doing core stability exercises, just going through the motions or really not being focused with what kinds of things you need to improve. Try to again, make sure that you're focusing on all the little details because that will help you to train your core, be more functional and more stable in the long run. So that is the take home message. Just remember how important core stability is with all types of functional movements and sports. And I encourage everyone to think about this. I'm really, really big on core. I'm very nitpicky with my longtime athletes. There's so many things that we're trying to tune up, even with basic planks and bridges. So it's something that we constantly target. And for any listeners out there, if you're unsure of where to start, send me some questions. You can even send me videos, pictures. I can try to give some advice or tips as to how to improve and progress your core exercises. It seems silly that we can do a plank for how long, but I've worked with many athletes that there's always these little details that you can fine tune that it unleashes a whole dimension of getting benefit out of these exercises. So again, feel free to reach out. I'll try to get back to anybody out there that wants to reach out and I can give you some real-time tips and strategies to really elevate your core training. Other than that, that is all that I have for today. So everyone take some of this information, try to incorporate it into your workout routines and really start to level up your core stability and core function. The last thing that I'll leave off with is that if you're neglecting core training, you're probably not even close to your true potential when it comes to most sports and activities. So when you start to level up your core, that sometimes will help a lot of things start to elevate, start to go through the roof. You'll start to see more and more progress. So that is how important it is. I've seen that many times throughout my career with pretty much every situation across the board, whether that's rehabbing from an injury, whether that's performance training, whether that's off-season training, looking to kind of unleash more power, more quickness, more speed. The core is so important. And once you start to get that honed in, you'll start to, again, unleash more performance potential. So I'll leave it at that. Check out a lot of great free resources and content on all of my social media channels, my YouTube channel, my website, everything across the board. You can find me at h and Movement. Also share any of this content with family, friends, coaches, teammates, all of those interested in elevating their performance. And of course, if you need some advice with core training, reach out at any time. I know my schedule is really busy, but I will get back to those of you that reach out. For everyone out there, keep training hard, train smart, don't neglect your core training. And of course, keep tuning in to these episodes. I release podcast episodes every Tuesday. So I'll be back here same time, same place next week. Until then, have a great rest of your week, everyone. Till the next episode, aloha.